right, we are live. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. We like to say praise the Lord. As always, thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Welcome to join the midst of the storm, a program where we like to do live stream Bible studies as well as upload them to major podcast platforms shortly after we go on air. This is week 54, and we have another great topic for you. As you can see from the title, it is also called Joy in the Midst of the Storm, because as we all know, the Bible says it rains on the just and on the unjust. God is not respecter of any persons, and sometimes we wonder why he allows us, why he allows certain things to happen to us, and that might actually make us question God sometimes, but we are try, we're here to try to shed some light on that situation and tell you don't ever lose your faith in God, no matter what the current situation may look like. Just keep just keep your faith. Keep the faith. And without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks so we can go ahead and get started with tonight's message. Thank you, Melvin. Before we move too far, we always like to start with a prayer. If you guys are at a place where you can and will bow your heads with us, we encourage you to do so. Heavenly Father, thank you for yet another opportunity, Lord. We can never say thank you enough. We thank you for how you've continued to watch over us, how you continue to bless us with so many things that we're not uh, worthy of, Lord, but you've been so gracious, so merciful, so kind. So, Lord, we start by saying thank you. Lord, we're also praying for the sick, the shut-in, the afflicted, so many people going through so many trials, tribulations, Lord, so many tough and hard times, hardships, Lord, people losing their homes, losing their family members, their loved ones, Lord, people losing their own lives. So, Lord, we're crying out and we're praying that we would be saved first and foremost, Lord, so that we can make it in to those uh, to your gates of heaven. So, Lord, we're praying these many blessings in your blessed name, Jesus. We're also praying that you would touch this Bible study, Lord, that you would allow this to be beneficial to the hearers, and also, Lord, that we would all become doers of your holy word. And Lord, we're praying these many blessings in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, as Melvin already mentioned, we're talking about joy in the midst of the storm. We all go through storms. Melvin brought up a scripture earlier. God allows the rain to come on the just and the unjust. Rain is nothing but a storm. God allows tough times to befall us all. But even though there are going to be tough times, we can still have joy. I was looking at something uh, maybe about a week ago. And um, I never thought about it, actually. But it was talking about the difference between joy and happiness. And so I just read it to see what it was talking about. And they were saying how joy is something that you have despite a circumstance, despite how a situation looks, despite the storm. Joy is something that you have no matter what's going on. But now happiness, happiness is something that you have because of a circumstance. If people go outside and it's sunny, people say, oh, it's going to be a good day. <laughs> I'm happy. It's sunny outside. But if we were to take those same people and the clouds are uh, honing in on the land and 
it's gloomy. It's kind of dark. People say, oh, man, it's going to be a rough day. I can already feel it. I can just tell. They have no joy because of the circumstance. They have no happiness because of the circumstance. And God is trying to teach us that we can have joy no matter what's going on. No matter how you feel in your body, no matter how uh, your friends feel, no matter how people feel about you, you can still have joy no matter what. And that's what God wants to give us. He wants to give us a peace, peace of mind. That's joy. So we're going to uh, move on to Matthew chapter 7, and we're going to start with uh, verse 24. And oh yeah, um, before we get started, I see we have a couple of comments. Stephen says, "Grace and peace, brothers." Thank you, thank you. And Bridget says, "Amen." I'm guessing in response to the prayer, "Amen." And thank you guys for tuning in. We hope you enjoy the message. Mm -hmm. So um, we're gonna begin at verse 24. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of now, mine, now this is Jesus talking. Now Jesus says, "For this reason, that's all." Therefore means whosoever now he's talking to us whoever hears the sayings of his now people always talk about what jesus said he said way more than believe <laughs> he said we must be hearers and doers of his holy word so he says whoever hears these sayings all right and doeth them and furthermore does them mm -hmm. i will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock now he uses us building a house on rock this is a practice that is still uh, extremely popular today because if we build a house on rock it'll survive it can withstand uh, at least some time I mean eventually earthly houses they crumble and so but Jesus is telling us it'll be successful if you build a house on a rock. Now, today we use, uh, typically people use concrete. Concrete is nothing but a mixture of rock. We're still doing the same thing today. So Jesus said, if we listen to him and do as he tells us, we'll be just like those people that build a house on a rock. So now... He's going to further explain to us what he's saying here. Uh, if we can read verse 25. And the rain descended and the floods came. The rain descended. So the house here is withstanding some punishment. A storm is coming. And the storm is going to try out how this house was built. The storm is going to determine if the house was built on a stable foundation. So he said, the rain descended, all right? And, and the, the floods came. Mm -hmm. And the winds blew mm -hmm. and beat upon that house. And beat upon that house, all right? Uh, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. It was founded upon a rock. Now, Christ told, excuse me, Paul told us, that in the book of Corinthians, he said that rock, the rock is Christ. So I want to break these scriptures down so that we can 
get a clear understanding of what Jesus is trying to tell us. I'm going to try to take my time here. Sometimes I get carried away and I move a little too fast. But Jesus said we must be founded on the rock. Now, Paul told us that rock is Christ. But now I want to break down who the house is. The house is us. Because he told us that in verse 24, he said, whosoever hears my sayings, whoever, the house is us. But now that may not be clear. So we're going to go to 2 Corinthians. We're going to come back here. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And we're going to look at verse 1 so that I can explain to you the house here is us. We are the house because the storm is going to come against us. The storm is coming against us. So in another place, uh, while we're getting 2 Corinthians 5 and 1, in another place, uh, the Bible tells us, Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. We are the house. Look at verse 1 here. For we know that if our earthly house... Our earthly house mm -hmm. of this tabernacle were dissolved mm -hmm. we have a building of god and house not made with hands eternal in the heavens now he's talking about this body our earthly house is nothing but he's referring to our body as the house because that's what happens every time someone dies they have left their house see when people die they leave, their soul leaves the house. We go to the funeral and we mourn looking at that house. That's all we're doing. It's the house. So Paul says, we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, if this body is destroyed, he says, we got another one. <laughs> we have an eternal one. That God is going to make for us. That's what Jesus tried to show us. I don't want to get too deep into this one. But Jesus tried to show us. He said, he told the, uh, the Pharisees and Sadducees, those people in that time, he said, look, if you destroyed this house, he said, I rebuild it in three days. I know he used the word temple, but he was talking about that house. People say it all the time. The house of the Lord. Is nothing but the temple. Is this body. So Paul says, we know that if this body is destroyed, he said, we got another one. All right. For in this we groan. This is what we are waiting for. See, people can, the storm is going to come against you, friend. People are going to talk about you. People are moreover going to want to hurt you. But just know that even if they do, <laughs> we have another one. We got another house coming. God is going to take your soul and put it into a body that cannot. This body cannot die. This first one, since it was exposed to sin, this body can die. But Paul said, we're holding out for a body that will never die. It's eternal. This body won't be destroyed, all right? Earnestly desiring to be clothed upon 
with our house, which is from heaven. We are waiting. We should be waiting on that house that we will receive in heaven, a body that cannot be destroyed. Now, uh, drop down to verse four. For we that are in this tabernacle do we're, groan. We're still groaning in this tabernacle. All right. Being burdened. Mm-hmm. Storms coming against us. Being burdened. Storms are coming against us. All right. Not for that we would be unclothed, mm-hmm. but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up of life. We are going to enter into immortality. But we better get back. Now, I want to go ahead. I want to read verse 6 and 7, though. I do want to read 6 and 7 before we go back to Matthew, because I just want to make sure that we're talking about our body, the house that Jesus referred to represents our body. Read verse 6 for us, though. Therefore, we are always confident knowing that whilst we are at home in the body. We're at home in the body. The house is this body, friend. The scripture interprets itself. The house is this body. So he said, as long as we are still living here in this body on earth, all right, we are absent from the Lord. We're not in heaven. We're not with the Lord. All right. For we walk by faith, not by sight. But this is the hope that we have that one of these good old days, all right, we are confident, Mm -hmm. I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body. We'd rather be absent from this house. Mm Mm-hmm. And to be present with the so Lord. So that we can be with the Lord. That's what we're groaning toward. That's what we have faith in. That's where our hope lies. But I want to go back. I just wanted to break that down. I want to go back to Matthew, though. Chapter 7. Back to verse uh, 24. Because Jesus is telling us so much here. He's trying to tell us that your body is going to be put through the test. That's what the storm comes to do to try us. You will go through storms. And now when we go through storms, see people, we don't like to get wet. (laughs) We don't like to get wet. We don't enjoy going through the storm. See, it's amazing though, how when Water falls from the sky. It's the worst thing ever. I mean, it is the worst thing ever. But if you decide you want to go down to the beach, you have a good time getting wet. See, that storm does something different to us. The storm does something different. But so let's go ahead and read verse 24. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, if we listen to Jesus mm-hmm. and doeth them, mm-hmm. I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. We will have our foundation upon the rock. Now, remember, Paul told us, we won't go get that one. Paul told us that rock that followed them, that rock was Christ. So if we have our bodies built, Upon the foundation of Christ. Alright. And the rain descended. The rain's going to come against us. We're going to be put through. Test. We're going to go through. Uncomfortable circumstances. But Christ said. 
that we can have joy in the midst of the storm. We can still have joy even though the rain is coming down. See, even though you went outside today, we've been getting a lot of rain here in Oxford, Mississippi. But even though we went outside we can still have joy in the midst of this. This is good news. We can still have a good time if we keep our minds stayed on Christ. He said, the Bible tells us he'll keep us in perfect peace if we keep our mind stayed on the foundation. He'll keep us in perfect peace. So the rain descended, all right? And the floods came. And the floods came. The floods it was so much rain that <laughs> the house was overtaken. Sometimes people's words overtake us. People say words don't hurt. <laughs> That's a lie straight from hell. Words hurt, friends. They hurt because uh, John told us, or excuse me, James told us the tongue is full of deadly poison. And I know he wasn't talking about bad breath. <laughs> he was talking about your words because words hurt. Words can kill. Words kill. James said the tongue is an unruly evil. Full of deadly poison. Because sometimes people are going to talk about you so bad. It seems as if. You're overtaken just like the just like a flood. In a flood, you're completely drowned. Sometimes we get drowned with emotions. That happens all the time. People talk about you. You have a depression. We go through so many things. But friend, Jesus is trying to tell us if you have your foundation in Christ, you can have joy even in the midst of depression. Even in the midst of anxiety, even in the midst of so many things, peer pressure, so many things that people do to us. Jesus is trying to tell us it's coming, but we can have joy in the midst of the storm. See, we can't stop the storm. I know people have said all kind of uh, ridiculous things and saying how, oh, people are controlling the weather. We can't control the weather. We cannot stop the storm. We can't control the tornado. We can't control the earthquake. It's going to happen. But in the midst of it, even while we're going through it, we can have joy. Because we know that we're on a foundation and that foundation is Christ. We know that somehow he's going to make a way. We're going to get to some things. Uh, tonight to see just how Christ he's going to carry us through he's, he's going to give us a solid ground solid foundation that it doesn't matter what comes against us it doesn't matter if the waves come against us it doesn't matter if the winds come against us it don't matter Christ is still in charge so he says the floods came, all right? And the winds blew mm -hmm. and beat upon that house. And beat upon that house. See, people want to beat on us today. It doesn't have to be uh, only 
uh, sicknesses and uh, earthly earthly storms. It can be all types of storms. People love to beat on us. We talked about words earlier. People love to beat on you with words. Let them see your living conditions. People beat on you. Let them. I remember growing up, people would say, <laughs> they said he lived in a rundown shack. <laughs> uh, see, Melvin, it had more of an effect on me then. See, now that don't bother me. Now I can have joy in the midst of the storm. I was not in Christ the way I should have been then. But now, now I have an understanding. Now I have my foundation right. See, I was living on a house, living in a house with a weak foundation because I was not founded upon Christ. But now it does not matter who wants to beat upon me. My friends may beat upon me, but I still have joy in the midst of the storm. Even if my family wants to beat up on me. See, sometimes family, when family beat on you, that hurts the worst. Because we feel that if anybody ought to understand me, it's my family. <laughs> but that ain't always the case. So it said, and beat up on that house. All right. And it fell not. But it did not fall. We will not fall, saints, if we have Christ as our foundation. He's the rock. Paul told us plainly, he said that rock, it was Christ. When, <laughs> when David went to fight Goliath, we talked about this recently. When he went to fight Goliath, he picked up five stones. A stone is nothing but a rock. He picked up five of them. And you tell me, what was the name of that rock? What was the name of those five stones that David picked up? J-E-S-U-S. -S. The foundation is Christ. It's Christ. There is nothing that anybody can do about it. People get mad that that foundation is Christ. But there's nothing anybody can do about it. All right. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not... Wait, did I finish verse 25? Yeah, we did. And doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. If we don't have our foundation in Christ, he said we are like foolish people, a foolish man that built his house on the sand. When the rain comes against it, when the storms, when the trials and tribulations of life come against this person they'll be destroyed they won't last because they have a weak foundation I want to go back though because it's a lot of reading to do in this chapter we're going to go back to Daniel I want to go back to Daniel the third chapter And while we're getting that, I see we have a lot of comments. Uh, Jennifer says, good evening, and um, great, grateful to be a part of the broadcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much for tuning in. Amanda says, our relationship with the Lord is key when we go through the smallest of storms. Definitely. And Jennifer again says, where it's definitely hurt 
if you don't watch what you say to someone, your tongue is the most deadly weapon on your body. It's, it's definitely true. No, no man can tame it. Definitely. Stephen says, hearing the word alone will not change your life. We must hear and do what Christ said. We definitely have to be doers of the word and not hearers only. Fooling our own selves. That's very true. Mm -hmm. So thank you for the comments. And if you have any questions, definitely feel free to interrupt and ask. Yeah, we appreciate the comments. We always appreciate the comments and the interactions. Um, because that's what this is about. That's what this is about. But we're going to move to Daniel, the third chapter, uh, and we'll start with verse one. Uh, this is a very famous story. People have, have heard this story, uh, but I recognize, I know some people have never read it before. I had never even read this, read the entire story before. So I wanted to take some time and read this tonight. So we got a ways to go, but I'm praying you will stay with us because it'll be worth it. I can assure you it'll be worth it just to see how Christ, even during this time, people say Christ wasn't even alive in the Old Testament. He was there. Oh, yeah. And we're going to see Christ even before Christ was supposed to be here. All right. So Daniel, the third chapter, verse one. Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold, whose height was three score cubits, and the breadth thereof six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura, in the province of Babylon. Now, we know that God told them since the beginning, since he gave Moses the laws, he said, don't put any other gods before him. He said, don't make any graven images. But now we find here King Nebuchadnezzar does that. Now, Nebuchadnezzar, the king here, he wasn't a Jew. He was not one who was trying to adhere to the God of Israel. He wasn't trying to adhere to our God. So he decided to make a golden image. All right. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent to gather together the princes, the governors, and the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Now, the reason this is Nebuchadnezzar is in charge is because he has overtaken Judah. He has overtaken Israel here. So we're going to find some Jews underneath Nebuchadnezzar. So he sets up a dedication for this image and everyone everyone is invited to it everyone needed to bow down to this image all right then the princes the governors and captains the judges the treasurers the counselors the sheriffs and all the rulers of the provinces were gathered together into the dedication of the image that nebuchadnezzar the king had set up and they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Mm -hmm. Then an herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Now, this is the, the decree of the king. Nebuchadnezzar said, Whenever... You hear the music. He didn't say it didn't matter what you were doing. 
He said, when you hear this music of all these different instruments, you need to fall down and worship, fall to your knees and give honor and praise to this golden image. All right. Drop down to. Um, we can go ahead and read seven. We on six. Okay, six. And whoso falleth not down and worship shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. Mm-hmm. Therefore, at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and all kinds of music, all the people, the nations, and the languages fell down and worshiped that golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Now, now we get down to when the music actually began to be played. So everyone falls down to worship the golden image. Now, the storm has already begun. The storm has already begun for all of those Jews in this area because, as I already said, God told them not to do this. So the enemy has already started the storm. These Jews are being tried to see if they would obey God or if they would obey King Nebuchadnezzar. So the music has begun to play now. And the scripture tells us these people began to fall down and worship the golden image. All right. Wherefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. They spake and said to the king Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Now, this group of people, the Chaldeans, they noticed that certain Jews here did not fall to their knees with everybody else. These people are standing up against the storm. See, the rain's coming down on these Jews. People are beginning, <laughs> they're being beat by the winds. The storm is happening to these people, but they're withstanding it. Drop down, uh, drop down to verse 12 to see what the Chaldeans told the king. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He said, look, there's these three men here. <laughs> they are not listening to what you said, all right? These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. The Bible says you can't serve two masters. So we find three men here being put. <laughs> They're going through a storm. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they are going through a storm. But what we're going to find here is how Christ is still going to be their foundation. He is still going to give them joy in the midst of the storm. All right. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. <laughs> the king angry. Now, this is a storm here. If you make the king angry, that's a storm. When we make people with authority angry, you're going to go through a storm. So the king's angry, all right? Then they brought these men before the king. Mm -hmm. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which now, I have set up? Now, I like this about the king. <laughs> I 
I like how he gave them an opportunity. He said, is this true? He, he didn't come in and say, look, we need to kill these guys. A lot of people get like that. But he said, is it true? He started off by asking, is it true? All right. Now, if he be ready, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made well. But if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Now, the king says, I'm going to give y'all another chance. <laughs> He decides to give them another opportunity. He said, I'm going to let all of the music play once again. And now, if you do not fall to your knees and praise this idol, he said, you'll be thrown into the fiery furnace. And he said, who is the God that's going to save you? Who can deliver you out of my hands, says the king. All right. But he didn't know that Christ, he didn't know that Christ was that rock. He did not know that these three people, their foundation was built upon a rock. He didn't know that. Somebody today who is going to bring some storms against you, they're going to say, who's going to save you? <laughs> Somebody out there that does not know that you are a child of God. They're going to say, nobody can deliver you out of my hands. Whatever I determine to do with you, it'll be done. But that ain't what God said. God said we can have joy in the midst of the storm. All right. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. <laughs> they said, look, we're not going to hold back. <laughs> We are not careful to answer you in this matter. See, sometimes when you talk to higher ups, you pick and choose how you say things. Sometimes you say things a little bit different or a lot different, depending on who you talk to. But they say, look, we're not going to hold back on this matter. See, this is a serious subject. They decided to hold to God. They decided, look, we're going to trust in God through this. Despite the storm that is facing these young men, or however old they are, I don't know how old they are, but despite the storm that's ahead of them, they said, we're going to go through it. All right. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fire of furnace. God is able. They said, look, the God that we serve. See, this is the God that I serve today. I know I serve a God that's able. See, I talked to, I remember uh, a while back, we had someone come in on our, our, live, our uh, Facebook page, and they were telling us how they had a friend who was uh, suffering from some type of kidney failure. And they messaged us wanting to spread the word so that someone would donate a kidney. And as I thought about this, I said, you know what? I'm not going to pray for anybody to donate this person a kidney. But what I will pray for is that God would restore the kidney that they have. Because I know the God that I serve, he's able to deliver. I know that. But 
I was told by this person, they said, look, kidneys, they, they told me, they said, kidneys don't, kidneys cannot be restored. I said, my, 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 they don't, they do not understand. They don't understand the God that I serve. I don't know what God it is that they believe in, but they don't understand the king of kings that I know. They said he's not able. <laughs> Your old signs, listen. <laughs> I said, my goodness. They don't understand. Let, let's get back to it. But I wish somebody out there would see that there's joy in the midst of every storm. That's what these three men here, they're trying to show us that. They're trying to tell us that. They're saying, look. Even if we go into this fiery furnace, we believe that God is able. Even if he don't, we know he's able. And that's what I was trying to tell uh, this person, that I believe that God is able to restore this latest kidney. I don't care what science said. I don't care what anyone said. The doc, It doesn't matter to me who said what. I don't care how long they've been in school. I respect their field of practice, I respect what they've accomplished, but I believe in God. And I know he's able. He's <laughs> Let's go ahead and read down, Melvin. Again, if it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, mm -hmm. and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. They said, look, we believe he's going to deliver us. All right. But if not, they said, even if not, though, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods. Even if God doesn't deliver us, we know he's able to. If he does not do it, it wasn't because he couldn't. It's not because he's not strong enough. It's not because he's not powerful enough. He's able to. That's what I'm here to tell you today. He's able Despite whatever problem you're going through, despite the sickness, despite the loss, despite the, the financial issue, there's joy in the midst of the storm. He's able. Despite what it is, he's able. All right. But again, but if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, mm -hmm. nor worship the golden image with which thou hast set up. They told the king... Despite the punishment that you have set before us, we will not disobey our God. I'm hoping that we would have a foundation like this, that despite what the world says, despite what anybody says, we will hold on to Christ. We will hold on to the foundation. We will continue to hear the sayings of God and do them, not just hear we find these people here. They did what he said. They didn't just hear it. They did it. All right. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was <laughs> wont to be heated. Uh, he decided to put an end to this. He was so angry, he had them heat the furnace seven times more. It was hot. Fire alone, it doesn't matter how hot, fire alone can kill us. 
He said heat it up seven times more. All right. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Now, he got the most mighty men, the biggest, strongest people he could find to bind them. He said, look, put him in the fire. He's angry. The king is angry here. All right. Then these men were bound in their coats. So coats. angry, he didn't even take the folks, he didn't give them a chance to take the coat off. He didn't give them an opportunity to lay aside their clothes. He was so angry, he took everything they had, all right? Their hosen and mm -hmm. their hats and their other garments mm -hmm. and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. He took everything they had because he was this angry. He took what they had. And cast them into the fire. All right. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. <laughs> Look at God going to work. This is joy in the midst of the storm. The people, those mighty men, the Bible tells us, the most mighty men in the army. Uh, there's joy in the midst of the storm, friends. God allowed the fire to kill those people who threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire. He allowed the fire to take control of them and kill them, all right? And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Now, they went in the storm. They continued... To journey through the storm. But God already promised. He said he would never leave us nor forsake us. He already promised that. And we're going to see him see them through. Alright. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished. Now he seen he had the surprise of his life. <laughs> he wasn't expecting this. He was not expecting these men to have joy in the midst of this storm. They're going through the fire. The Bible told us in one place, he said, two thirds shall be cut off and die. And one third, he said, one third, he'll bring through the fire. He'll take you through the fire. Jesus, when he came here, he said he was going to baptize us with Holy Ghost and fire. He'll carry you through the fire. When we go into the fire, it's nothing but the storm. Jesus said he'll be right there with us. Now, that's what he said he'd do. All right. The king was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He said, Look, when we cast these three men in there, he said they were bound. They were, <laughs> they were bound into the fire, but he saw something that made him rise up out of his seat. He saw something that got him off of his throne. All right. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose. He said, Look, I see four in there now. Loose. <laughs> they are loose now, though. They no longer bound. See, the enemy tries to bound us with so many storms. He tries to bind us, excuse me, with so many storms 
people want to put your hands behind your back. They put stipulations on you, circumstances, and they say, I got them now. But God declared that he'd be with us. He would carry us through the fire. And that's what we're going to see here. He's carrying them through the fire. All right. Again, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they have no hurt. Good God from Zion. They have no hurt. Now, this is joy in the midst of a storm. If this does not make you happy, I don't know what will. <laughs> I don't know what will. The king had three men thrown in the fire. Now, I know fire burns. Fire hurts. I don't have to touch fire to right. know it hurts. <laughs> I don't have to get that close to fire to know it hurt. The people that threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire can attest to this from their grave. They said that fire burns. It's hot. <laughs> you walk outside on a summer day uh, and the sun, we know how far the sun is away. It still burns us though. Uh, that fire is hot. They heated it seven times hotter. People who were... Now, these people, the people that uh, threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire, they never even fell in. They only threw them in and they died. But look at the miracle of God. He gave these people joy in the midst of the storm. He carried them through. But now, I want us to catch who was in the fire. It's the rock. The rock was in the fire. And I'm not talking about <laughs> the people's champ. I'm not talking about, uh, <laughs> I can't even think of his name. But I'm not talking about the actor, the WWE star. I'm talking about the rock oh. that's Christ. The rock. <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne. Dwayne Johnson. I'm not talking about Dwayne Johnson here. Thank you. I'm talking about that rock that's Christ. All right. And the form of the fourth is like the son of God. The son of God. He said he's the foundation. He told us he was the foundation. He meant it. He knew what he was talking about. Somebody don't know. Somebody thinks he didn't know what he was talking about. He knew. So the king made a cry here. He said, look, he, now, this made this man get out of his seat. It would have made me get out of mine, too, to see this sight, to see these four have joy in the midst of the storm. The king, he said, look, I know we threw three in there. And the king is wondering why these men are not deceased, why they're having the time of their lives. Why they're down there praising the Son of God. They're down there having praise and worship service. He said, look, that is four in there. And they have no hurt. I heard one preacher say he took the fire out of the fire. I'm reminded of when uh, Paul said, Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? See, death, <laughs> when Christ, he, he said he came to bring us life and that more abundantly. He brought them life. 
He brought them joy. He brought them a happiness, a peace, because they decide to trust in God. And so Christ showed up on their behalf. So tonight, if we would keep our minds stayed on him, despite the rain, despite the snow, despite the sleet, the hail, whatever it is that will come against us, despite people lying on you, people stealing from you, despite people beating on you physically, with their words, emotionally, despite the attacks of the enemy telling you it's not going to work, God's not going to save you, despite all that, if we could remember there's joy in the midst of the storm. Christ promised to be there. He was there all the way in the beginning of time, all the way in the Old Testament. Christ, he was there. And he was carrying Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego through the storm. And today, friends, he'll do the same thing. He will carry you through the storm. Let's read that one again, Mel. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose. He said, Look, I see them loose in there. At first, their hands were behind their backs. They were bound. And that fire should have paralyzed them. But these people, they they more loose than ever before. Uh, sometimes people, they talk to you. They say, you need to loosen up. <laughs> these people were loose here. They were down there having a great time. Because the great God of their, salva their salvation, he showed up. And God will do that for us today. He'll bring you joy in the midst of your storm, all right? Walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. It's the Son of God that showed up on their behalf. Jesus told us, he said, look, if you build that foundation upon the rock, and that rock is Christ, if we build it on Christ, he said, you won't fall. And this day, these three, they didn't fall. Because they decided to stand with God, all right? Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Now his story has changed. <laughs> now he recognizes God because of what God has done in the life of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, he says, ye servants of the Most High God. See, he wanted them to be servants of the golden image at first. <laughs> He's changed now. His story has changed. He said, come hither, all right? Come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the, of the fire. God brought him through the storm. That's what he wants to do for us today. He's going to bring you through the storm. The scripture said he allows the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. Whether you are saved or unsaved, you're going through the storm. 
it's going to come upon you. But we can still have joy because God is going to work a work that people are not going to believe. Somebody will have a hard time believing this story. They said, man, you mean to tell me people went in fire and they were dancing, having fun down there, praising God? Somebody is going to have a hard time believing this. I was talking to somebody one time about um, Moses meeting God on the backside of that mountain, and they couldn't comprehend that the bush was on fire and it wasn't being consumed. <laughs> couldn't get it. Uh, <laughs> somebody's not going to believe it. But our God is able. He's able. He's able, and he promised to bring us through. He told us he would bring us through. So let's go back. We're going to wrap it up. Let's go back to Matthew chapter 7. And verse. we're going to start back up at verse 24 again. Our God is able, and he will give you joy in the midst of every storm. In the midst of all the darkness, in the midst of feeling alone, he'll bring you joy. He will. All right. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine. Jesus said, after you've heard what I've done, what I have done in past times, if you hear these sayings about what Jesus has done. See, once we get to this point. We should know how Jesus saved Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. How he showed us that even in the midst of the fire, he would be with you. No matter where you are, he said he'll come there with you. If you're in the bottom of the ocean, in the bottom of the sea, <laughs> he said he'd be with you. So we've seen this happen over and over. Um, I'm, I'm losing the man's name. Uh, God, I can't think of the man's name. But he, he was in the well, Jonah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of his name. Jonah, even in the midst of the belly of the well, God was there. So no matter where we go, we can't get away from God. He'll be there with you in the midst of every storm to carry you through. All right. Again, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. That's what made Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that's what made them prosperous. They not only knew God said don't bow down to graven images, they didn't do it. They did exactly what God said do. So if we will do what God said do, he'll bring you joy. He will carry you through because your foundation will be built on Christ, the son of God, the one that King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished to see. The rock. He didn't expect to see the rock. That's the real people's champ. Christ. So, 
He says, if we hear his sayings and do them, we'll be like the person who built his foundation on the rock. All right. And the rain descended Mm -hmm. and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not. That's what King Nebuchadnezzar tried to do. He beat upon the three. He brought the storm upon them. He tried to enforce his will upon them. And then he challenged their God. He challenged their Savior. He said, what God is going to deliver you out of my hands? He said, nobody can do this. And then the great God of their salvation showed up. Just on, He was just in time. We think God shows up too late. He was on time. He showed up when he was needed, when he was supposed to. So the storm came against them, but they still said, we're not going to bow down. We must do what our father said do. And they did not fall. They didn't fall at God's word. So many of us are doing that every day. God is telling us to do certain things and we fall at his word because sometimes the circumstance looks bad. Sometimes things get tough and we say, well, everybody messes up. I guess I'm not going to do what he told me to do. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they said, despite how bad this looks, even faced with death, we still, we must serve God. Will we do this today? Even if we're faced with death, will we serve God? Because our God is able. He's able so that you would even if you make it to the hospital bed and the doctor said it's over, our God is able to raise you up. Our God, we've seen, he's done it countless times. He's raised from the dead. He's made miracles happen where people, <laughs> we didn't think it was possible. He's restored kidneys. People say he can't restore kidneys. But our God is able. He'll give you joy in the midst of the storm. All right. And everyone that heareth these things of mine and doeth them not. Now, if we so happen to be on the wrong end of the spectrum, if we don't do them. See, this is what happened to Nebuchadnezzar's most mighty men. They didn't do what God said. They got taken by the fire. Christ didn't carry them through. He allowed the fire to consume them. They were on the wrong end. They heard. They knew why Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they knew why they were being thrown into the fire. They knew. They knew that these men refused to bow down to the graven image. But, the mighty men, they said, no, we're we going to bow down. That's what the king ordered. So, as a result, read the next verse for us, Mel, or the next clause. 
those hear the sins of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish they man. They were foolish. That was their problem. Please don't be foolish today. The Bible tells us uh, in this book of Matthew, there were five wise and five foolish. It's going to be some foolish people out there. And it's going to be some wise people that build their foundation on the sayings of Christ. So the mighty men that King Nebuchadnezzar had in his army that threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the fire, they were foolish. Because they didn't even have to touch the fire and they died. Talk about foolish. <laughs> Talk about foolish. They didn't even have to touch the fire. They died. So Christ warns us not to be foolish. All right. Which built his house upon the sand. They built their house on sand. They had their trust in a golden image. What is your trust in today? Do you truly trust in God? We talked about that one time. Yep. I'm praying that you do. Because he'll take you through the fire. As I said earlier, Jesus promised us. He said he'll baptize us with the Holy Ghost and fire. He told us in another place. He'll make a way. I want to get that. Um, that's going to be in the book of First Corinthians chapter 10. And we'll start at verse 11. Now, all these things happen unto them for ensemble. Now, what we just read. We just talked about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and what happened to them. That was our example. That's what that was written for. The Old Testament was written so that we would have knowledge, so that we don't have to go through what they went through. He was showing us that he'll take you through the fire. That's what he was showing us. He was trying to impart faith into you. He was trying to help you to realize there's joy in the midst of every storm. That's what he was trying to tell us. Will you get the message? That's up to you, friend. So those things, they happen. They happen for us. All right. And they are written for our admonition. That's written. That, this is for our advantage. This is so that we would have the upper hand because Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had the upper hand. I know it looked as if the king had the upper hand because he sat on the throne in his fancy robe. Because whenever he said something, people, they bowed down to it. People started running to do what the king said. But God was in control the entire time. That was written for our admonition. That's to show us today. It's still the same way. It doesn't matter if polices are doing uh, illegal things. It does not matter if politicians are doing illegal things. It does not matter if school teachers are doing illegal. Th it does not matter who's on the wrong side of God. 
as long as you stay on the right side, you're going to be fine. There is joy in the midst of the storm. That was written for our admonition. That was written as an example to show us there's joy. Christ will be with you. He will take the fire out of the fire. He'll allow you to walk through the fire and not be hurt. I don't even remember if we read that part. We might have to go back and get one other verse in uh, in, um, in, in Daniel, a verse that I thought about. But let's let's finish this here first. Upon whom the ends of the world are come. Mm-hmm. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest he fall. That's what Nebuchadnezzar did. He thought he was standing. But let's go ahead and read down. There has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. People have endured the storm throughout time. And God has continued and continued to bring them through it. Sometimes uh, we, we talked about this at Bible study Tuesday. Sometimes when hurricanes come, the uh, the news makes it possible so that people people know ahead of time. And they say, look, we're going to tell you, you need to evacuate. But some of the people, for whatever reason, they say, we're going to ride out this storm. That's what Christ will do for us. He'll help us to ride out the storm. And although you may look around and everybody else's things are destroyed, their home is destroyed. Everything is destroyed. He'll keep you. He might let your home be destroyed. I'm not saying he won't. But he'll still give you joy in the midst of the storm. He'll still help you to realize he's going to give it back. We read that uh, Tuesday in the book of Job. He said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. He said, blessed be the name of the Lord. He still gives his people joy in the midst of the storm. So uh, let's go ahead and read that. Read that on down again, Mel. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. God, even though he allowed them to go through the fire, he made a way for them to escape. He made a way for them to escape. Let's go back. Uh, let's go back to Daniel because I don't think I got down to a verse that I wanted to get to. Um, what verse did we stop on? 26. Yeah, let, let's read 27. And the princes, governors, and captains, and the king's counselors, being gathered together, saw these men, upon whose bodies the fire had no power. That's what I wanted to read. Their bodies, the fire, had no power. The fire didn't do anything to them. That's God. That's joy in the midst of the storm. Because God can allow you to go through something and it still won't even hurt you. And people will look at you and say, how is that even possible? How can this person have so much joy when 
everything in their life seems to be upside down. These people are going through sicknesses, through trials, through tribulation, death, so many horrible things, and yet they have joy. They say, how is that possible? It's possible when your foundation is built upon Christ. So he'll allow other people to take notice of it. The people around said, look, their bodies, the fire had no power. All right. Nor was it hair on their head singed. The fire didn't even take one hair off of their head. The fire could not hurt these people. All right. Neither were their coats changed, mm-hmm. nor the smell of fire had passed on them. My goodness. They didn't even smell. My they goodness. Smell like it's like they never even went through it. But I guarantee you, these men were afraid. I guarantee it. Who could not be afraid when you were at the moment about to be thrown in the fire? And yet, though they were afraid, uh, the Bible said, Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Even though he has me at the brink about to be thrown in the fire, I still trust him. That's what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said. They said, look, our God is able. But even if he don't, they said, we still not going to disobey him. We're still not going to go against him. But we know, we know he's able. (laughs) So, God allowed these people to see it, that their bodies, no harm had been done. I'm reminded again of Paul said, oh, death, where is thy sting? Death couldn't show up this day. It was not time for death to show up. He said, oh, grave, where is thy victory? With Christ, we would have, and that's what Paul talked about in Corinthians that we went and read. He talked about a body that was eternal. God was showing us this eternal body here. That fire, fire will have no power over this body. The king, the king won't have no power over this body. Nothing can touch this body, this eternal body, this heavenly body, the body that we're groaning for. The body that we have faith and hope, this body that we're waiting for, death won't be able to touch this one. So, all in all, we must remember that there is joy in the midst of every single storm. Because the Son of God, Jesus Christ, if we build our foundation on him, he'll be right there with us. But now, if we find ourselves as one of the foolish, we'll be destroyed. All for nothing. All for the king. All for someone who did not truly even care. The king wasn't even heard about them. (laughs) It's until the king didn't get off of his seat until he saw the son of God in there with these men. He didn't get off his seat when his mighty men were killed. (laughs) 
He didn't he was he didn't rise off his seat until he seen Jesus down there. So I'm a, I'm gonna close it off here. But I'm praying I'm praying that we would recognize there's joy in the midst of the storm. That's what God wants to give you to those people who have not yet decided to call Jesus their savior, to be baptized in his precious name, to be filled with the Holy Ghost, which is his spirit. For those of you who have been on the fence wondering if you should do this, there's joy in it. He'll give you joy. For those people who have backslided, I've talked to people that told me, man, I backslided. For those people, there's still joy. He still wants you to come back. The lost sheep, there's still joy in the midst of the storm. God is still calling out to you. So at this time, I'm going to turn it back over to Melvin. But I, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you for tuning in, for um, giving me this opportunity to speak with you. Um, and back over to Melvin this time. You show you seem like you got a lot more to say. <laughs> I always um, have a lot to say. It's definitely a lot that could be said. And I thought we were going to get into the book of Job, but we didn't. But like Tony <laughs> said, we talked about that Tuesday in our in-person Bible study. And I just sit uh, think about and he, and I used to feel this way too. The smallest inconvenience that can happen to us, and we are complaining. We are saying, "Why God? Why me? Why does this have to happen to me?" And then we read some of the stories in the Bible, and we see we actually have it easy, a lot easier than than what we think. And just thinking about the, the story of Job, had ten kids, had a lot of cattle. Bible says he was a perfect and an upright man. And he still let the devil take all just about everything from him. Even even his wife told him to curse God and die. But <laughs> and I couldn't imagine the storm that bad. And I know a lot a lot of us couldn't. But he still had joy in the midst of that storm. Now, if he can go through all of that and have joy through all of that, then I know I can get over the little minor inconvenience that happened to me because God is always a reason that God allows us to go through this stuff to make us stronger to make us have patience because we definitely need patience <laughs> and our patience possess our souls so for him to go through that I know I can go through that I know I can go through my inconvenience um, and we know how the end of that story goes he kept his faith on God. He got back way more than what he had, what he started off with. He got his 10 kids back. Well, he had 10 more kids, I'll say that. <laughs> and then think about what even Jesus had to go through. I know a lot of us have seen the passion of the Christ, and that was just an actor. The actor didn't get one scratch on him, but he was just portraying what Jesus actually had to go through. Jesus was actually beat. Blood strips going down his face as sweat. And he still had the faith. He still had the patience to say, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. And I know a lot of us couldn't do that today. 
I'm not saying that anything that bad is going to happen to us. But I know a lot of us couldn't do that today. And um, I don't really have that much to say. Is <laughs> We definitely need to keep our faith no matter what the current situation looks like. I'm reminded of a story in 2 Kings, I believe it's the 10th chapter. Well, man, he said, Alice, my master, what shall we do? Because he was outside and he saw they were surrounded. And, and, and his master said, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And turns out that the people that had them surrounded, they were surrounded. So God will definitely bring us, bring us through the storm. Definitely will. We just have to keep the faith and keep our eyes focused on him and actually do what he said do. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving our own selves. And there are going to be people that try to throw you off the path, both intentionally and unintentionally. Devil works through people and they don't even know it all the time. <laughs> and it just uh, reminds me that we get a lot of good comments on our posts and on our videos, and we definitely appreciate that. But with the good comes the bad. You can't have the positive without the negative. We also get a lot of negative comments. And most of the time it's from people that have no intention of even trying to learn the truth. We get it. We, there could be sincere questions. Like the man Nicodemus asking Jesus, how can, what do you mean by being born again? See, that was a sincere question. We also get a lot of foolish questions. <laughs> and to say that we are wrong in what we teach and false teaching. And we're just trying to deceive people. And we're money hungry. We, we haven't even, we, we've never asked for money on here. But we know and we understand, like, I know I, at first a lot of those would get to me. But I actually, I have to, I had to sit down and understand that those things will come when you try to live for God the true way. You're promised everything plus persecutions. And we know that those people aren't against us. They're against God. They're always going to attack the messenger in order to block the message. But the true message of God will get out there. No, no matter what, it will definitely get out there. So um, if you have any questions, now would be the time to ask. Well, you know you can ask them whenever you want. <laughs> but um, we're just about to end it right here. So if you have questions, definitely ask. <laughs> And um, I'll make fun of myself. I see that I have a typo in the title. And I yes. probably... <laughs> I just noticed that. I know most of people didn't even uh, probably notice that. They're probably like, how does program name Jordan Mr. the Storm? You didn't even spell it right. I've noticed it the whole time here. And I, uh, I wanted to change it. but And I knew I, I, knew I was going to misspell it one time. But I, I was just so eager to... Um, set up all of the images and get to talking about this because it is definitely a great story. Like I said, I thought we were going to get on Job. <laughs> I love, I love that story. I love that story. And I was just super uh, excited to, um, to get to it. And Lakeisha says, thank you. I needed to hear this going forward with my ministry and have already started getting naysayers. Naysayers. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs> I'm starting to get naysayers. I'm sorry, I misunderstood. But uh, but definitely, whenever you try to um, live for God, people are going to be trying to throw you off your path. 
So just um, keep focused. Uh, it reminds me of the apostles in Acts. And they um, said, I command you to not teach in this name of Jesus anymore. They got thrown in prison. They got stoned. They got beaten up. And they counted it all joy through that storm. And I know that was a storm. I've never been beaten. I've never been put in jail. So I can only imagine what they had to go through. And I believe it's at the end of Acts chapter 5. They said they counted all joy. And they were able to suffer for the name of Jesus. So that's how we all have to be. When Jesus was going to get um, baptized from John the Baptist, he said, suffer it to be so. <laughs> and even with temptations, right after Jesus got baptized, he went into the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil three times. You know, a pastor said, went three rounds with the devil. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't fall for it. We have to be the same way because we're going to go through peer pressure. I know I've gone through it. I've went through it a lot. People are going to be talking about you. Everybody's going out this Friday and you're the only one that's not going out. People are going to look at you weird. Mm -hmm. But you have to keep your foundation on the rock, which is Christ. So I see, see we don't have... Any more comments? So I would just like to thank the people that commented. Stephen, Bridget, Drea, Amanda, Jennifer, uh, Barbara, and Lakeisha. Thank you guys all for commenting, especially for staying with us through this thank long you time. So much, guys. We went on an hour and a half. So um, definitely in the minority of people who actually want to learn the truth about God. So we're going to end it there. And we thank you guys for listening. Thank God for allowing us to be able to do this. And um, as always, have joy in the midst of every storm. Count it all joy, all joy, and all joy. <laughs> because today's tribulations are tomorrow's <laughs> testimonies. I was trying to get to that part right there. But um, thank you again for listening. Uh, we hope you guys have a safe, dry, and warm weekend. The temperatures are dropping it's steady getting colder. And we'll see you guys next Thursday evening at the same time with another great topic coming straight from the Word of God. So thank you again for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks, who brings the word every week. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You should tune in and ask questions or just tell us how you're doing. We'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic. Rejoice in the Lord always.